Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, June 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Child Welfare Agency in Illinois is leaving some young people in jail for months because officials can't find a better option. These are children. They've been taken away from their families and suffered trauma. Every day they sit in the detention center, they are being harmed. We'll examine the crisis in Illinois in just a few minutes. St. Louis is under an excessive heat warning until tomorrow night. The National Weather Service says a temperature record was set yesterday. It hit 100 in St. Louis, surpassing the old mark of 98 set in 1952. The Missouri Department of Transportation is changing its operations to protect people working outdoors during the heat. The department's St. Louis safety and health manager, Joe Moore, says employees should avoid things like patching hot asphalt or working on bridges made of metal but he doesn't think any work will be canceled. There will be no free days at at work this week. We'll still be working full staff as always. Uh, We'll just change some operations around to uh, give our employees that chance to make sure we don't have any heat-related emergencies. A heat advisory is in effect until Wednesday night in Quincy. One will be in effect for most of today in Rolla. At least one person is officially seeking the St. Louis Board of Aldermen presidency. 15th Ward Alderwoman Megan Green is running for the job in an upcoming special election. Her confirmation follows last week's resignation of former board president Lewis Reed. He stepped down after being indicted on federal bribery charges. The Post-Dispatch reports board members Tom Oldenburg, Jack Coder, and Kara Spencer are considering campaigns for the Post. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says a new gun control measure that a group of U.S. senators has agreed to is a good start in response to recent mass shootings. But he says more needs to be done. It's been an awfully long time since the Congress acted on gun safety. And so I'm glad to see that there was some success that came out of that. Uh, It's not enough. Pritzker says the gun control measures Congress may approve are less restrictive than laws already on the books in Illinois. Illinois is investing $175 million to help families living below the federal poverty line pay for child care. Mawa Iqbal has more. The money means an additional 20,000 children will be able to get care through Illinois' Child Care Assistance Program. Reimbursement rates will be increased by 8% to child care providers in the program. The state is also lowering co-pays to $1 for eligible families if they have a member working in child care. Governor J.B. Pritzker says this is to incentivize people to work in the child care sector. Once upon a time, Illinois state government was known for hollowing out its vital public services. No longer. When our youngest families succeed, our whole state reaps the benefits. The new funding also eliminates co-pays for families experiencing homelessness. I'm Mawa Iqbal. The U.S. Supreme Court has not made a decision on whether it will take up Bayer's case to dismiss claims that its weed killer Roundup and key ingredient glyphosate cause cancer. Reuters reports the case was not on a pending appeals list issued yesterday by the high court. The justices could make a decision on the petition at a later date. Bayer wants the Supreme Court to hear its appeal of a $25 million judgment in favor of a California resident who claims his cancer was caused by the weed killer. The outcome has the potential to impact several similar cases. Roundup was developed by St. Louis-area-based Monsanto. Bayer acquired Monsanto 
a few years ago. Illinois' Child Welfare Agency is leaving some young people in its care unnecessarily locked up in jail for weeks or even months because the agency cannot find a better place for them to live. Patrick Smith reports. When Andrea Lubelfeld took over a new job with the Cook County Public Defender last August, she started getting an emailed list every morning that really bothered her. It's a list with the names of a bunch of kids, kids who are stuck in the county's juvenile jail for no legal reason just left there. The judge has not ordered them held. The judge has ordered them released. So every day that they sit in the detention center not being released, it's just not right. No kid is allowed to leave the county's juvenile detention center until their parent comes and gets them. Most of the time, that isn't an issue. But for the kids on this list... They've been placed with a new guardian, the state, and the state is not picking them up from the detention center. These are children. They've been taken away from their families and suffered trauma. Every day they sit in the detention center, they are being harmed and experiencing more trauma. I'm standing outside of the Cook County Juvenile Center on Chicago's near west side. Inside the jail here, right now, is a teenage boy who has been wrongfully imprisoned for more than eight months. The state's been unable to find an appropriate place for him to live, so they're leaving him in jail. He spent his 17th birthday locked up. According to data from the Cook County Chief Judge's Office, last year there were 84 young people just like him, young people in the care of the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services who were left in the juvenile detention center after a judge had ordered their release. Their average length of stay inside was more than 53 days. Assistant Public Guardian Nick Youngblood works inside this complex, too. He represents young people in the child welfare system. He says he had another client who spent five months locked up and deteriorating while waiting on DCFS. He told me that, you know, having limited access to family, which was really important to him, had a really bad impact on him. He was depressed. He was anxious. He, you know, he was in the past gang involved and was concerned about um, having contact with other gang members in the detention center. Uh, The bottom line is detention is never a positive place for any young person to be in. And it was hard for him. Judges hold weekly hearings for the kids who are stuck in the jail. They ask the DCFS worker assigned to the case for progress reports on placing the teenager. Youngblood remembers his client attending those every single week. When a month, two months, three months go by and every single court date is we're trying our best, we're trying our best, but nothing ever happens, you know, a sense of hopelessness kind of takes over, I think, for a lot of the kids. They don't see an end in sight. Studies show any time locked up is really bad for the mental and physical health of adolescents. And Lubefeld says in this particular instance, the system is sending an especially harmful message to a group of young people who have already suffered a great deal. These kids are hearing that nobody wants me. I can't get out. I'm in jail. It's, you know, children develop their self-image based on how adults treat them. We wanted to talk with the head of DCFS, Director Mark Smith, but the agency didn't grant an interview. Instead, spokesman Bill McCaffrey answered questions via email. He wrote, youth receive educational, medical, and therapeutic services while locked up. 
And he says DCFS is working on increasing the number of available beds outside of the jail. But this isn't the first time WBEZ has reported on this crisis. The number of kids left in jail by DCFS and the length of time they were forced to wait went way down after our initial reporting in 2015. But according to data from The Public Guardian, starting in 2018, the numbers have been growing again. Young people interviewed in the past by WBEZ described feeling crushed by being left behind bars. One said her worst days inside were holidays, knowing her family was gathering together while she was in a jail cell she was not meant to be in. County data show last year, eight children spent both Thanksgiving and Christmas in the juvenile jail waiting on DCFS. I'm Patrick Smith. Patrick is a reporter at public radio station WBEZ in Chicago. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.